Well, that was like a really, really cool time of worship. And um, I don't know what else to say about that. Well, why don't you grab a seat or grab a couch or a wherever you are, grab something, feel free to sit down. Um, I'm going to pick up on this theme of what love is. We, it was probably been a month, I think, since last we talked about this. We were going to be talking about it two weeks ago and God just hijacked the time that we spent together and um, didn't have a message in me after that, even though it was prepared. So that's what we're going to go after this week. So this is what love is part two. We're on a journey of growing up in love and to do that, we need to understand what does love actually look like? And then that process of growing up is that process of upgrade, of increase, of maturing so that we love well, so that we love with maturity, that our love is absolutely resilient and our love is absolutely powerful. 1 John 4, 18, it said, where it says perfect love casts out fear, that word perfect means mature or complete. So it's actually mature love that casts out fear. So we want to grow in the maturity of our love so that we can love well. After all, this is our mission, to show the world what love really is. We've been looking at this in our hubs, um, in terms of our values, and our values are essentially what love looks like on the ground and how we choose to practice love as a community. So I'm going to briefly dive into 1 Peter chapter 4 and then 1 John 4. And I'm going to do some comparisons again between mature and immature love. If you missed part one of this, I think it was about four weeks ago, it's up on our podcast or if you scroll through um, the videos, if you want to actually see it on video with slides and all, then you can see that um, in, our, in the feed on our I61 Sydney page that you're watching on right now. If you go back to four weeks ago, you'll be able to see part one. So we're going to dive into 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 8. I want to start there. And let me jump over to the slide there. So this is 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 8. It says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. I really love the way the Amplified says this. I love the Amplified version because it's really, really loud. And there is my one dad joke for the day because the Amplified is a very loud version. It says, above all, have intense and unfailing love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Intense, unfailing love for one another. Intense and unfailing. What that means is no matter what you do, my love doesn't fail. No matter what you do, my love doesn't fail. Now, let, me ha let us have a look at 1 John chapter 4. Let me bring that one up. 1 John 4, and this is verses 7 and 8. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. 
That's a, a pretty heavy thing to say. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. I've said it this way many times before. Like if you think you've got something going on this way between you and God and it's not showing up this way between you and your fellow humans, then what John is saying is you're kidding yourself. It is not possible to have something genuine going on this way between you and God and not have it show up this way. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. That is, that is a, a pretty full-on statement. So let's have a look at some comparisons that come out of that. So firstly, immature love is a feeling based on what I get. Mature love gives from the overflow of God's love. So in other words, mature love is not, I love you because of what I get from you and I love what I get from you. That, this is where we get the thing confused. Oh, I love hanging out with this person. Okay, that, that is a nice thing. Loving being with someone because you love what you get from them. That is, that is a nice thing, but it's not actually true mature love. Mature love is, I love you no matter what you do. I don't let your actions control my giving and receiving of love. So my responsibility as a child of God is to get absolutely tanked up on the love of God, to get absolutely filled up, tanked up on the love of God, and then pour that love into you, whether you're behaving like you deserve it or not. And that's the biggie that makes love, because mature love is unconditional. That's the biggie that makes it unconditional. The command is not love one another deeply, unless, of course, they annoy you. And in that case, just go do what you want. <laughs> that's, that is conditional love. That is immature, immature love. So mature love gives from the overflow of God's love for you. We got that one, getting the idea. Let's go to the next one. Immature love controls you to get my needs met. Think about that. Immature love is where I control you to get my needs met. Whereas mature love is I manage me in order to meet your needs. Mature love is I manage me to meet your needs. This is a super critical thing. For those of you who are married, this is the foundation of any remotely healthy marriage. See, when we both do that, when both of us manage ourselves to meet the needs of the other, we, bo we both get fulfilled. The moment that I try and control you to get my needs met, I've stepped into agreement and alignment with a spirit of fear. Every, every effort to control you, every controlling behavior has its basis in the spirit of fear because I am scared that you won't hold up your end of the bargain. So I'm going to control your half of the relationship to make sure I get my needs met. That is partnership and alignment with the spirit of fear. That is not love. Mature love says, I'm going to trust you 
to manage your side of the relationship. And I'm gonna make sure that you know that that's your responsibility. My responsibility is to manage my half of the relationship. I'm not going to control your half. I'm not going to control you to get my needs met. Now what I can do, what is completely healthy and actually required in an honest relationship of honor is I can give you feedback on how I'm experiencing you. That's legitimate. I can give you feedback on how I'm experiencing you. So if I'm not feeling the love, if I'm feeling something very different than love coming from you towards me, then it is quite okay to say, hey, can we talk? I'm not feeling the love right now. What's going on? But the moment that I try and control you, I have partnered with a spirit from the other side to get my needs met and that never works out so well. When you invite a spirit of the enemy into the middle of your relationship, whether it be a marriage relationship, a parenting relationship, a friendship, dating, anything else, when you invite a spirit of the enemy called fear to come and help you work out your relationship, you are headed for a really, really bad day. We can have a conversation about needs. So in any healthy relationship, I'm allowed to put what I need on the table. You're allowed to put what you need on the table. And then we can have a conversation and negotiate that. But my responsibility is for my half. And then when we get into conflict, when we get into, you know, when we get into difficulty, and that we don't always have perfect days. You know, there are days where I absolutely fail in my responsibility to love my wife well. There are days when I'm not so good at that. But here's the question. When someone is showing up and they're not having a great day, is my love big enough to cover that? When we're in conflict, when we're, we're in a difficult spot, when we're trying to work stuff out, when we disagree on stuff that's really, really important, is my love big enough to cover that? Too many, you know, whether it be church splits, relationship breakdowns. The problem simply comes down to our love was not big enough for this conflict. And our heart in going after mature love is to say, let's, let's let our love grow. Let's let our love mature so it's bigger than any conflict that we create. So much more to say about that. But for now, let's get the idea. Let me put this back up. Immature love controls you to get my needs met. Mature love is I manage me in order to meet your needs. All right, let's have a look at the next one. Next one is this. Immature love is boundaryless. I'll explain what I mean by that in a second. Whereas mature love has boundaries. Mature love has boundaries. Now we're gonna probably have a bigger conversation about this at another time. But mature love has priorities. There are certain people in my life who are the number one priority for my love. My, my wife is number one, my children are number two, and actually loving my wife as number one enables me to love my children better. Getting that priority right 
is really, really key. Because if everybody else, and this is a temptation for any of those of us who are in ministry or leadership, is that everybody else gets way more love than the people closest to us, and that is a failure of love. See, immature love is boundaryless. Whereas mature love protects priorities in priority order. If I use the, the idea or the concept of love to cover for my inability to say no, then that is not love, that is fear. If I can't say no to anyone, when anyone asks me of anything, if I can't set priorities, it's like, oh, I just love them too much. There's no way I could say no. That's not love. That's fear. That is, I fear them rejecting me. Therefore, I can't say no. Mature love has boundaries. Mature love puts a fence around the most important things. I remember um, one of my good friends, him and his daughter, um, years and years ago, set up a veggie garden. And one of the things that he quickly realized was if I don't put a fence around the veggie garden, the dog's going to come in and eat my veggies. If you think about the most important people in your life, your, your key, your core relationships, these are the, the small number of people that if the phone rings and it's their name in the middle of the night, you're going to answer the phone. If you don't put good boundaries in place, then the dog, so to speak, the enemy's going to come in and mess that relationship up because of a failure of your love to prioritize. Like I said, this is a much bigger conversation. The idea of boundaries is a much, much bigger conversation. But I just want to get the idea out there that mature love does have boundaries. It is not boundaryless. And my inability to say no to people is actually not love, it's fear. Now, what I'm not saying is now, go out and demonstrate your mature love by saying no to just about everybody in the world. No, 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 no. <laughs> Freedom is the freedom to say yes as well as to say no. What I'm hitting here, as I've heard way too many times, people just use the word or the language of love to describe why, why they can't say no. And that is, that is actually fear or immature love. It's not mature love. So mature love has boundaries. Last one for today. Immature love is whatever happens, happens. Whereas mature love requires a skill set. Mature love requires a skill set. What do I mean? Let's say you and me are having some difficulty. Let, let, let's say we've got some disagreement. Maybe one of us has upset the other. There's some difficulty in the middle of our relationship and we have planned to have a conversation later tonight, let's say. Immature love says, I'll just show up and whatever happens, happens. I'll just kind of deal with it at the time. Mature love requires a skill set. And we've talked about this a little bit in our hubs over the last couple of weeks. There are healthy and unhealthy ways to communicate. There are healthy and unhealthy ways to give feedback. There are healthy and unhealthy ways to confront others. There are ways that we can give each other feedback that cause us to, to be drawn to each other, that cause fear to be chased away. And there are ways of giving feedback where I can be giving essentially exactly the same message, but I provoke fear in the other. 
See, mature love says, I need to upskill. I need to get better at having difficult conversations because I want to love you well. Because even in the midst of a difficult conversation, I want to show up with you in a way that even when we're talking about hard stuff, you're feeling safe, you're feeling contained, you're feeling loved. And that is because I've taken the time to invest in the skills of love. I don't just leave it to chance. That's essentially what this is about. When I say mature love requires a skill set, what I'm saying is I don't want to leave my love to chance. I want to get really skilled. I want to learn ways of giving feedback, ways of asking questions, ways of... Um, healthily confronting someone. As Paul said in Ephesians 4, speaking the truth in love so that it may benefit those who hear. In the church, we tend to either be way too nice and completely avoid the truth. Or on the other side, we just go, well, I'm just going to do real and I'm just going to lay it out there. And, and we miss the in love so that it may benefit those who hear. When we speak the truth, the aim is that it may benefit the other. This requires skill sets. I think I mentioned this last week in Hubs, but I want to say it again. Next year, probably early in the year, we want to do some skill sessions around this. We want to build some of the skill sets so that we as a community get really, really amazing at this because these are the skills that help each other become great. If you're interested in that, send me a message via Facebook, send me a message via email, um, send a message into this page, any of those ways we will get that message. Um, and like I said, if enough people say, yep, count me in for that, then we will do some really cool stuff early next year to help us build this skill set. But let me just leave you with that thought on this one. When we're talking about mature love requires a skill set, what we're saying here is do not leave your love to chance. Build the skills so that we can love well. All right. Time to bring this into land. We've been talking a whole lot about love and what love is. We've been getting the idea of what is the nature, what is the essence of love, what does it look like on the ground? And we're getting the idea that this is a season where God is calling us to grow up. Paul said in Ephesians 4 that, that the purpose of the fivefold, the apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist, was that we all might grow up and become mature. God wants us to grow up. And in particular, to grow up in love, because love is the most powerful force on the earth. I want to land on the verse that Deb quoted just as we were coming out of worship. And it's 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19. And it says, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. I said it before, our job is to get so tanked up on the love of God that we can't help but overflow and pour that into others. But when we get in touch with how loved we are by the Father, Love is the most natural thing in the world. It just flows out of us. And I feel like there's something over the last couple of weeks, like I said, as we've had the fire nights, as we've had intercession, as we've been worshipping, this sense that God is reawakening our first love, that the foundation of us learning to love each other well is getting 
deep and experiential in this first love, this, um, the love that we had at first. When, we, when you first experience the love of God and you're awakened to it and it's just brand new and it's so powerful, that's that sense of first love. And God is wanting to awaken that in us again. He wants to awaken it, hit that first love towards him. And then when we, we awaken that first love towards him, it naturally flows over into our love from each other, for each other. I'm going to pray for us. And then we're going to end the, the formal part of our gathering, the, the formal part of our broadcast. What I want to do is there is, Kari Job has released a new album um, in the last couple of months. And it has the song that Viv did in our worship set called First Love. Um, and these songs just flow together beautifully. What I'm going to do is, as we close the broadcast, I'm going to encourage you, stay on and just lie down on the floor, lie back in your couch. And it'll go for kind of 10 to 15 minutes. I'm just going to leave it playing on the broadcast. And I encourage you, crank that up. Just get into a place where you can receive and just let this wash over you. Because God is wanting to touch you afresh. He's wanting to awaken that first love. He's wanting to awaken that first fire. And the more awake and alive that is, the, everything we're talking about in loving each other and being a place where heaven touches down and looks like the love of God, that stuff comes so, so naturally in that environment. So why don't you put your hand on your heart for a moment or go into receive mode. And let me pray for us. Father, would you awaken afresh that first love? We, we want to take on that scripture. We want to claim that scripture. It says, we love because you first loved us. So God, right now, I pray for every person within the sound of my voice that they would have a fresh touch, a fresh experience of the love of the Father. God, that even right now in lounge rooms, wherever we are, within the sound of my voice, God, would you touch hearts afresh with your love? You promise that you shed abroad your love in us, in our hearts, by the Holy Spirit. And we want to claim that now and not just claim it as a concept, but God, Drive it deep into our hearts that it may become an experience. And God, we give you permission to touch any, any wall that we have put up to protect ourselves that's also protecting against us experiencing your love. God, we give you permission to just bit by bit to touch those and to draw us into the safety of your mature, perfect, unconditional love. God, touch every heart. Touch every life. Reawaken first love. Reawaken first love, Father. I just speak to every heart and just say, receive, receive, receive. Receive his love afresh. Let your heart be awoken afresh to his perfect love. In Jesus' name. 
So like I said, right now, we're going to close the, the official broadcast. Cameras will go off, but I'm going to leave the broadcast open. We're just going to play these songs um, from Kari Job. And I just want you to lie back, lie on the floor, stretch out, just get into soaking and receive mode and just let him touch you. Let him minister you. Don't just go off and do something else. I, I want to beg you, stay with this because he wants to touch you afresh. Love you guys so much. Bless you lots. And let this wash over you.